Okay, I think I got it. Yay. All right. Hi, this is Ruth Backlin. I'm an RN. I'm a John Barnes myofascial release therapist up here in Duluth, Minnesota. Um, I own Energy Works Myofascial Release, and I also have an online business um, on myofascialvitality.com. So a lot of num number of online things there. Um, I want to welcome Dr. Kaylee Zimmerman. She's a good friend of mine down in Florida to um, That Thing You Do, Alternatives in Healthcare podcast. So <laughs> I just love the name of that podcast. I love that. That's so clever. <laughs> yeah, That Thing You Do is what? So, yep. but it's about entrepreneurship. It's about alternative ways that people deal with healthcare, whether it be in a clinical setting, in a brick and mortar practice, whether it's online, you know, there's so much opportunity and room for people to find ways to better their health. So um, trying to bring people in to actually spotlight those things for people as well. So, but I've known Kaylee for a couple of years and I'm super excited to have her on today. Uh, she is to me the pelvic queen. Um, I met her in some business coaching, Smart Success PT, almost, it's been a good, a couple of years at least. Yeah. So and just watching her grow and thrive in her practice, she does stuff both um, in a brick and mortar practice as well as online. So it's really kind of fun there. But so I'm gonna ask Kaylee, I'm gonna ask you just a few questions and feel free to elaborate as much as you want. Yeah. Um, your practice is primarily focused on, well, what would you say? Yeah, so I typically treat, so I only treat women, but I now have clinicians that treat men as well because there are pelvic floors in men, but I am a pelvic floor physical therapist and we focus on the whole genre of what pretty much pelvic floor physical therapy is or would be, which can go from urinary incontinence to constipation to diastasis recti to pain with pregnancy pain during sex, all of those things. I particularly have kind of escalated into an even smaller niche and I treat postpartum athletes and getting them back into that high level fitness um, activity that they were doing before. But it's been interesting when I transition online because now I've been seeing clients from all transitions in the female life, which is really, really cool because I never initially thought that I would like to treat women going through menopause or like going into that realm. And it is fascinating the information that we have with pelvic floor to be able to help that type of woman too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I got to ask you, so your, your business name is actually Fem Empowerment and Advocacy. Mm -hmm. So how, how did that come about? Yeah, so it came about at like 2.30 in the morning um, <laughs> because I <laughs> was going the best through. Time. <laughs> it's really the only time that I ever get my bright ideas. I say it's so funny and it's literally right on the dot at 2.30. All of my visions come to life. It's very weird. And then I know I have to act on it. So I have to like jump up and write it down. But it came to me because I knew that when I thought about my business, I wanted women or men or whoever came through my practice to feel empowered and advocated for. So I knew that I needed those two words to somehow merge because what I see specifically in women's healthcare is that we wear so many hats and we're expected to be mom. We're expected now to be entrepreneur. We're expected to be on social media all day. We're expected to look a certain way. We're expected to feel a certain way. We're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to bleed out. We're not supposed to do all these things, right? We're not supposed to like talk about them either. Like Lord forbid if I say vagina out loud, but it's like all of that came to light when I started to think about how can I play with words? Like what does that brand look like for me? And so I put the letters FEMM, F-E-M-M in front of empowerment because they mean fierce, empowered, motivated, and meaningful. 
because those are those four words that I myself through my own pelvic health journey never felt and was never given an opportunity to feel through the healing and the recovery that I had to find. And so it was really kind of cool when I put that all together because everybody's like, that's such a long name. And I'm like, yeah, but it's so meaningful. <laughs> so my website is shortened to Fem Empower instead of like the whole thing, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now, now what drew you to actually wanting to work with the pelvic floor? It maybe yeah. even describe what the pelvic floor is because not everybody knows what it is. We do because we're clinicians, right? Absolutely. But if you talk to somebody about their pelvic floor or pelvic imbalance, they look at you like their eyes are rolling up in the back of their head. Yep. I know. I know. And it's interesting too, because um, I talk about it so much that sometimes I forget that little tidbit and my clients often will be like, well, what are you actually talking about? And I'll be like, right. oh shoot, sorry. Let me like back up. Cause I get so excited about it. But when we're talking about pelvic health, I always like to tell people it's, it's so much more than just what's between your legs. I'm not only concerned with the va vagina, the vulva, things like that. We're concerned with how you're breathing, how is your core working, your hips, your low back, your sacroiliac joint, how are things functioning? Because most of the time for the clinicians listening, but also for clients listening, a physical therapist has to get physical therapy training first. So I don't have pelvic PT training in my normal like PT background. I was a physical therapist and then I became a pelvic floor physical therapist. Mm -hmm. It's extra training, extra specialization work. And so I have to know all of the connections, but we're adding in all of the things internally and externally involving muscles, tissue, blood flow, pregnancy, birth, all of those things that can deal with pooping, peeing, pregnancy, sex. And so putting all of that together, and that's really what pelvic health is. And then if you transition into what is my pelvic floor, it's really everything from like the hips and then you have between your legs. So I like to include the rectum and I tell people that it's, you know, external and internal organs, muscles, tissues, ligaments, and all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how did you get headed down this track? Because not everybody, I mean, this is a very specialized area, right? And most people are going to run away from it. Most people right. are going to run away from it as patients. They're like, oh, not for me. But even as clinicians, you'd be surprised. I think the common public would be surprised how many clinicians go, oh, not me either, you know? Yeah, it's kind of fascinating, too, because if you would have told me while I was in PT school that this is what I would be doing, that I would be a self-proclaimed vagina doctor in a sense, I would have laughed in your face like there's no way. <laughs> Um, because I can recall this day in physical therapy school, I only had one lecture. Um, it was about four hours on what the pelvic floor was and what pelvic health physical therapy was. And I remember telling all of my friends as we were doing a little bit of the external palpation and like learning a little bit about the things that you treat. I was just like, I will never do that. Like that, no, I'm not interested in that at all. And so it's funny to me to look back at that and now see where I'm at now. Like that's all I treat and I love it. Like I'm obsessed. Um, but it really was a journey of my own pelvic floor dysfunction and not knowing I had it, but being surrounded with shame and guilt of having it and not having anyone to help me. And so mm -hmm. it was a really interesting like journey where I was a ballet dancer for about 20 years I had seen physical therapists before, but I had urinary incontinence and everyone was just telling me that it was normal. Like I would pee with lifts and jumps and things like that. And my dance instructors were like, yeah, it's just something that you deal with. Like you're a woman, when you get pregnant, it gets worse. When you're postpartum, you'll have it forever. And I was just like, oh, 
<laughs> that sounds terrible to pee yourself your whole life, but okay, I guess that's normal. And in the household that I grew up with, like I had more men than women. And so more male siblings than I had sister, like one sister. And then we had four boys in the house, um, including my dad. And so we didn't talk about things like pelvic floor or uh, bleeding. Nobody taught me how to put a tampon in or any of those things. And I just recognized as I continued to pee myself. And then when I met my now husband and had extreme pain with sex, I just realized that this was a problem that nobody was talking about because I would go to my gynecologist or I would go to my healthcare provider mm -hmm. and they all were just like, oh, well, you know, the pain, it's drink a glass of wine, you'll be fine. Or, oh, you know, go see this counselor or whatever. And there's just like no bridge wow. to making me feel like there was help, right? So I went through school, I got into PT school, went through PT school, still didn't really know that this is an actual specialty. Mm -hmm. And I got out, I took my first job in, um, I always laugh and say corporate America, because again, look at where we are today, right, Ruth? And I, I actually met you when I was working for them, too. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yep, you know, yep. And I was actually in corporate America, too, when we met. Yep. I was part-time, yes. but we, yeah, we both were, that's right. Look at the growth, it's amazing. Yeah. And so I went to my first class, which was through a American Physical Therapy Association Level 1 Pelvic Floor Physical Therapy class, and I went all the way to Seattle to take it because it was my honeymoon <laughs> and we went over there and I took this class and I remember sitting there on the very first day and the very first picture was a vagina a real one and it was just like a woman allowed someone to take a picture of her vulva of her vagina and we were like pointing out the different anatomy structures and I remember feeling uncomfortable and I remember looking around not understanding why nobody else was uncomfortable and I remember the lab when they told me to take my pants off and I got so nervous that I literally peed myself because I just knew that I, and I had a dysfunction for so many years at that point. And then we did that internal assessment and my partner did the assessment on me and it was so painful mm -hmm. because again, mind you for 10 years or so, I was experiencing a lot of pain with sex, but nobody told me that that was something that could be treated. So the instructor came over and she started to talk to me about my history and about my background. And she gave me a couple tips, whatever, and um, got back home to Florida. And I, four days later, like no symptoms, wow. no pain with sex. I wasn't peeing myself on my run. And mind you again, like that was 10 plus years. And I had a complete breakdown in the office because I was just like, I can't believe how many women are suffering every single day dealing with what I dealt with and maybe even worse. And how can I help them? And that's when my journey really began. And that's kind of how I started to become obsessed with pelvic PT. Okay. Yeah. Those amazing twists and turns, right? Yep. All the curveballs that get thrown at you usually are opportunities. We just ignore mm -hmm. them. <laughs> right. True story. Sometimes we want to ignore them, but uh, yeah. life doesn't let us ignore them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So Kaylee, what are some of the reasons people would come to you for pelvic floor work? Yeah. So I see a lot of things in my practice. Um, you, the most common diagnosis that I see is actually urinary incontinence because the unfortunate thing is about one in every four women have some sort of urinary incontinence at some point in their life. And so that's leakage of urine that's outside of your control. A lot of different types of it. There's an urge versus stress, like coughing, laughing, sneezing, or only when you do a certain exercise. And okay. a little piece of advice is even if you've only experienced it a few times or if it only happens when you're sneezing, it's still considered urinary incontinence and you don't have to live with that. 
And so that's the number one thing I see. I see a lot of clients that have prolapse as well, which is pelvic organ prolapse, where the organs are actually falling down towards the pelvic floor, towards the outside of the body. So helping them manage that during sex, being able to have sex without symptoms or going to the bathroom without feeling uncomfortable or having symptoms from that or working out and doing heavy lifting if they want to, but being able to manage those symptoms. Um, and I see right now a lot because my practice has kind of transitioned when I started to speak up a little bit more about my own pelvic floor dysfunction and my mission with my business is to eliminate shame and guilt around pelvic floor dysfunction. So I've been getting a lot of clients with pelvic pain and pain with sex recently, mm -hmm. which has been really, really fun because again, I experienced myself. So for me to see the reward of being able to allow someone to come in and say I had sex without pain has been really cool to transition into. Um, right. And then I get a lot of the women who have given birth and they have diastasis recti now, which is separation of the abdominal wall or the core muscles, or they have a hernia in their core and they don't know what exercises they can or cannot do. So those yeah. are typical things. And as far as men, we will typically see men that'll come on for um, prostatitis or post-prostatectomy. I probably say that wrong because I'm real great with words. Uh, and then erectile dysfunction is one of the most common for males. Okay. Yeah. So out of all of that, what is your favorite, um, I'm going to say diagnosis to yeah. treat? Yeah. My favorite thing to treat is um, diastasis recti. Really? I love treating the core. And the reason I love treating the core is because that's the one diagnosis that requires I treat the whole body, okay. which is amazing. And so when you come to me with a diastasis rectum, majority of my clients are just like, well, I'm here for core because my core is weak. And it always blows their mind like, oh, well, you also might want to pay attention to this. Do you also have pain with sex? Are you also constipated? This affects that. And then breath work and then being able to connect to the pelvic floor and doing all of that. So that's really, really fun for me to treat. Specifically okay. with my ladies trying to get back into like marathon running or CrossFit or things like that. Okay. Yeah. So for the people that come to you, what are some of the concerns that they generally have when they come in? Yep. The, the main one, like the very first thing that comes to my head is the fact that they have to have an internal assessment. <laughs> Nobody wants to have one of those. <laughs> right. And so as far as a concern goes, I always talk to clients about that because it's not something that is required. It does give me a lot of information though. And so right now, of course, with many of us, um, we're having to transition into treating online a lot. And so it's a lot more education and information on how you can assess your own pelvic floor, which has been a really fun transition, obviously not on video, but teaching right. you how to know if you're doing a proper Kegel, teaching you how to know if the Kegel is actually making your symptoms worse, teaching you how to know if there's tension on the right side versus the left side and doing all of those different things. Um, so a concern typically is like, why do I have to have it isn't important. And it gives us so much information yeah. to assess internally the pelvic floor because it connects to everything else, right? And so like, unlike men, we don't have external genitalia. So like our body has to know how to function and hold and maintain our organs up. And so if we don't have good strength, endurance, control, coordination with those muscles and being able to contract and relax well, we might have issues later on. And right. as far as urinary incontinence, is it because we have too much activity going on in the muscles or is it because we're weak? And I have to know which one's which before we can kind of go into that proper treatment phase. Um, but yeah, that's usually the biggest concern. The other okay. concern that I usually get is like, what, 
am I going to have to, and I think this is probably pretty common for all healthcare professionals, but like, am I going to have to stop doing what's causing the problem if I come to see you? Uh, case in point, clients that have pain with sex, do I need to not have sex while I come to see you? And, or do I not do CrossFit while I'm coming to see you? And my answer is always no, it's not necessarily what you're doing, it's how you're doing it. And so we're giving modifications and changing things around so that you don't okay. have to feel concerned like that. Right, right. Yeah. So now you do, you have a brick and mortar practice, but you do a lot of things online, even before all the telehealth stuff is kind of exploding at this point. So yep. um, yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I've been doing virtual sessions, telehealth for about ever since I opened my practice, really. It's okay. always been an option, mainly because I talk to people on Instagram all the time. <laughs> and so I have that option. I also created a leak no more series online, which is tailored towards the postpartum athlete specifically. So it's really teaching anyone, by the way, your postpartum like for life. So if you've ever had a child, this can benefit you. It doesn't mean okay. that it has to be newly postpartum. Um, but it's leak no more with squats, running, jumping rope or box jumps, which I also have been asked to create one for jumping jacks recently, which will be really cool. But these programs were created because the majority of what I do on that very first visit when people see me in person is being able to give you the education and the information to one, not necessarily assess yourself, but know what's causing your problem. Mm -hmm. Like, how can we figure out what's contributing to my issue? And then two, like, what the heck can I do about it to improve my chances of not having it anymore? And so those programs take you through all of those things, which is really cool. And then I just released one for diastasis recti or women who, and I'm going to put it into the words of my clients, um, have had babies, but they feel like they still look pregnant. So okay. for those women, I have created a core program that is helping you to connect to your pelvic floor, kegeling when you need to kegel, breathing when you need to breathe, learning how to move and exercise with proper utilization of your core layers. And um, just released that one. So that's really exciting. And then my colleague who works for me is we're working on a birth prep labor and delivery course. And then also we're going to come out with a generalized urinary incontinence course soon. Okay. And probably prolapse down the road. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Why not? I mean, you've yeah. got the knowledge and skill and, and yeah. people don't talk about this stuff. I mean, it's, it really is just kind of a taboo thing for people. Yeah. And, and you know, even if yeah. you, you know, work and see them for other reasons, I mean, I do some pelvic floor work in my office as well, but it's a different bridge that you've got to walk with people because they don't usually seek you out for pelvic floor. You know, right. there's other things that might come up and you just end up talking about it in conversation as you go through their yeah. history. So Yeah. And what yeah. I've noticed is people are a lot of times more comfortable clicking and purchasing a product and not having to talk to me at all. Oh, really? <laughs> because it's just, we have so much sure. shame and guilt around pelvic floor dysfunction, which again is something I'm trying to break, yeah. but it does give me like the ability because the feedback and the things that I get from the online coursework and the information is always amazing because it's, I was afraid to reach out to a pelvic floor physical therapist, or I didn't feel like I needed this type of treatment. And then they'll go through one of those programs and they're always just like, this is the information that nobody's ever told me. And I've had three kids, or this is the information that I never knew. And I'm 60 <laughs> and like, nobody's talking about it because it's just, right. it makes people uncomfortable. So they don't yeah. want to talk about it. So it's really interesting to see um, the transition. And then as far as like the telehealth thing goes, to be able to do both of those options virtually and treat people all over has been really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So where do you see, I mean, I know it still isn't talked about, and I think it's going to take a while for that to be much more common, but do you foresee changes in healthcare where that is expanding and booming because of maybe all the social media stuff that you're doing? And I mean, I think that definitely is helping people at least become more aware, you know, what some of those options are, but what are your thoughts on where the healthcare might be going with, with this? Honestly, just in the past, I've been a pelvic health physical therapist for five, going on five years now. And I have already seen a huge transition in it, which is a good thing. So of course it always depends like culturally, like where people are, what access to healthcare they have Mm -hmm. and all of that. But what I'm noticing is we're still uncomfortable about talking about it, but personally, when the Me Too movement occurred, I believe a lot of this started to come into light a little bit better. Okay. And so not necessarily talking about pelvic health or being more comfortable about that, but being more comfortable to seek out help or follow those of us that are offering help online. Because I also noticed that a transition of social media marketing and technology and utilizing that to our benefit as practitioners has spiked and increased, which is really, really good because Mm -hmm. we want to be able to get information out there and we want to tell people, Hey, this is what prolapse is because Mm -hmm. unfortunately your doctor's not going to tell you, like they're going to tell you that things are falling out and you have prolapse and then you're sent home. Like, Mm -hmm. well, what do you do then? (laughs) And so the only way that we're ever going to get you information on how to actually manage the symptoms is if we talk about it more. And so I always tell clients like, only way that we're going to get to a point where everybody's comfortable talking about this is if I share a piece of content or if somebody that you're following shares content that speaks to you, that if you can share that out or mm-hmm. share it with a friend, because we have to get the word out there as much as we can, because I'm yeah. only one person mm-hmm. and Ruth is only one person and we can only speak to the audience that we have. But the more people we have that are reaching out and spreading the word that there's no need to be shamed or no need to feel guilty about having to get help for these things, then we will be able to reach more and help more. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So where did you say your training was from? Sometimes we have clinicians who actually listen to this or they might watch us on a replay, something like that. You know, where did you have your pelvic floor training? Where would you recommend? Yeah. So there's a lot. Um, I'm very eclectic and I've taken a lot of, I probably spent more money than my degree. Honestly, I'm continuing it, but I love it. (laughs) So I did, or I started with the American Physical Therapy Association, which was amazing. And then I started to dabble in some courses from Herman and Wallace, which is also amazing. Um, But I've taken little courses too from like Julie Weeby. And then they have a lot of things from like Women in PT Summit. Sometimes there's people that'll present about women's healthcare there. Pelvic Guru is probably my favorite one-stop shop for like learning and education. And Anthony Lowe is another one. I could go on and on and on, but those are just the ones that come up from the past year or so that I've taken. Yeah. But if you're just getting started, you want to look into a level one course from either APTA or Herman and Wallace and take that first course to get started because that's what teaches you what all of this is. What are the names of it? And how do you actually do an assessment? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So is there anything else that you want to share with people before I have you let, you know, announce how people can get a hold of you if they're interested and maybe have questions or want to take a look at some of the courses you have too? Yeah. I mean, really the main thing is just know that there are people out here holding space for this type of a situation. And I know what it's like to feel that way. And I also see the woman who's in my office who is in her fifties and nobody ever said there was help. 
And so just know that there's so many pelvic PTs that are more than willing to help you and guide you and help to give you resources. And we would love to be able to connect with you. There is a great directory, by the way, Pelvic Guru has a directory. If you go to pelvicguru.com, you can type in physical therapist, um, sex therapist, whatever it is that you need and actually type in your city and it will pop up with everyone that's around. And so I always recommend just calling and talking to people or reaching out and saying, hey, I heard this podcast. Um, this is what I'm dealing with. And I get that all the time. And I love being able to be that middleman to connect to people to help you so that we can get you there. But you're not in this alone. So just reach right. out and, and ask. Nice. So Kaylee, how can people get a hold of you? I'm a little bit everywhere, um, as Ruth knows. <laughs> Um, the easiest, the <laughs> I, I am all over the place. The easiest and quickest way is actually through Instagram because that seems to be like my main platform right now. So at postpartum underscore physio is my Instagram handle. And that'll also, I'm sure be in the show notes, but that's the quickest way. Send me a direct message. And that's like the easiest way to set up a call with me, whatever you need to do. You can also check out my website though, which has absolutely anything you need to know about me and my practice, um, femempower.org, F-E-M-M, and then the word empowered.org. There's a contact me page there too. You can email me. I am a little bit slower with email, mainly because I have a lot of marketing emails that come to my email every day, <laughs> as I think most of us do. Mm -hmm. um, and then on Facebook, you can find me on my personal Facebook is Kaylee Garrett Zimmerman. And then that's connected with all of my business pages and things too. So yeah, I'm a little awesome. bit everywhere. <laughs> awesome. Well, it has been absolutely fabulous to talk to you. I'm, I'm super excited because I know um, I was able to check out your website too and see just the different things that you have out there. And um, you had mentioned a couple. Leak No More is one of your programs. You have a core upgrade program. You have peeing with exercise and, and more coming, which is a super exciting. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I forgot to mention yeah. that too. I just uploaded one that I did. I did an hour and a half workshop this past weekend called Vulvas and Barbells as well. Okay. And it's amazing. And it turned out so much better than I thought um, because it was the very first virtual one that I did. But talk about the content and people are going crazy about what we did in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> that one's there too. Peeing with exercises. A, um, I think that one is about 45 minute webinar that I did about all the questions I've ever gotten about peeing with exercise. So okay. yes, and it's always going to be updated, always going to be more content. So, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. awesome. it's been great having you here today. I greatly appreciate you coming on and we'll spread this out. We'll share this out and hopefully find, get some people, some connections that they need and find some resources on whether they knew about that they needed them or not, at least they're where they're available. So yeah. yeah. Yep. That's the first step is just knowing that it's a thing and that there's help. So right. yeah. Thank you That's so right. much for having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye Ruth. <laughs>